Hey, you scruffy-looking nerf herders. Welcome to Records of the Republic, a podcast where we talk about all things Star Wars, from canon to the EU to Legends content and more. We are your hosts, Wade and Kevin, and we're going to make the jump to light speed as we try to tackle today's topic of conversation with you. Strap yourself in, and don't get cocky, as we embark on this journey together into the Star Wars universe. Hey guys, welcome back to Records of the Republic. This, as always, is Wade, your bearded host. Well, I guess, Kevin, you've got a beard too, but sure do. it's not, not quite to the same standard that I would rate mine at. No, but my, Kevin, you know what, Wade? I have had mine more consistently than you've had yours. I haven't been clean-shaven since, like, 2013, 2014. Yeah, that's fair. You've, you've had your beard consistently long. I have trimmed mine at different times. I have shaved it all off at different times just to regrow it and have fun. So I'll, I'll give you that credit. Kevin, how are you doing this week? I'm great. Um, pretty exhausted. It's been a... I don't know why I'm exhausted, but I'm exhausted. Um, but one thing I'm really excited to talk about that I started this week is Brotherhood, the book that you recommended. Um, yeah. So I was in the middle of reading um, this book that I've owned for several years now. Um I think we've talked about it very briefly in other episodes, but it was about Tom Brady uh, and his situation mm-hmm. back in 2014 through 2016, which uh happy to talk to anybody about, but I'm not going to talk about it on this podcast because I don't think that's our crowd. Um, <laughs> Probably not. But I, fin- I was getting close to the end of it, and I was really enjoying it. And I was like, you know what? I want to keep reading because uh, I, I have I've always liked books, but I just don't read a lot. Um, so I was thinking about what to read next. I've asked you and the listeners for suggestions and brotherhood is just like you write up. I mean, that's my star Wars, that, that sort of thing, Anakin and Obi-Wan and that era. So that was kind of a no brainer and I ordered it. It was on sale, um, which that was kind of cool. We posted about it on our Twitter page and, uh, Mike Chen, the author, saw that didn't know that it was on sale and then we saw him post about that so that was kind of cool to interact with him in that way and maybe push some sales his way yeah, but shout out to mike chen yeah yeah really cool super um, engaged too like he was going back and forth with us a couple of times just yeah. talking about the book a little bit super seems like a super nice guy yeah, and I, so I started reading that. It showed up the day after I finished the other book, which was super convenient. The only thing that stunk was that I got it in the early morning, and I had to work all day. So I had to, like, stare at the book because I, I just wanted to right. start it. And so I started it last night, late last night, and then um, read a little bit more this morning before work. About 50 pages in, and it's awesome. It is so, so good so well written i was telling you um part of the problem that i have with books is i can't like paint a picture in my head so you could describe something all day in the most descriptive language a lot of language and i still won't be able to picture it at least not how it's like how it's described but 
Mike Chen seems to so far into the book. I'm not like there's a lot left to read, but I assume it's going to keep going this way. Um, he has a way of describing things and making callbacks to things that I already know what they look like. And that really helps me be able to visualize it and understand and picture what's going on because it can kind of stink when you're reading a book and, you know, you, you can understand what's happening, but part of the fun is being able to put it together, you know, in your head in terms of the, the pictures and what's going on. So I really think it's well-written. The story's cool. I like how it switches between Anakin and Obi-Wan, at least up to this point. And um, my favorite part is the inner monologue that you get from them, uh, both Anakin and Obi-Wan. And it, and it really yeah. is so well done. There's nothing that has happened or been said where I'm like, they wouldn't, they wouldn't say it like that or, like, I can hear a lot of this stuff in their voice, which, yep. funnily enough, with Anakin... Actually, I'm going to ask you, Wade. When you are reading... When you read that book, whose voice did you read Anakin's dialogue in? Was it Hayden or... Forgive me, I can't remember the, the Clone Wars voice actor's name, but which voice do you read it in? Well... I'm sorry to admit this, but I actually listened to it. Oh, that's so. right. You, yeah, you're an audiobook guy. <laughs> well, I, I'm not as good about actually reading the books so much as absorbing the content through audio. Yeah, I so, went to school with you. I should have known you don't know how to read. I, ouch, that's a low <laughs> blow, man. I'm just kidding. Listen, just because I dropped out. Well, I dropped out too. <laughs> Um, That's why I'm out here treating bugs now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, well, it's not like there was going to be much money in the the uh, industry that we were going to join. <laughs> no, not at all. Anyways, so I read it in the Clone Wars voice. Like, it, I tried to read it in Hayden's voice, but I, it just works better with the other guy. Um, yeah. I don't know why. I mean, I'm... I'm sure I'm kind of weird. Maybe I'm weird for that. Maybe people just read it in their own voice <laughs> um, and and not other people's voices. But I think it's a little bit more fun. You can kind of get that with audiobooks. So I've, I've listened to a couple where they change the voices up a little bit, depending on who's talking. Um, but so that's, real quick. Yeah. Matt Lantern. I, yes, wanted I knew to it was a Matt. Throw that in there. I yeah, knew it was a Matt, Matt Lantern. I didn't want to be wrong. Who also, though. fun fact. He also had a cameo appearance in Mandalorian Season 1. Oh, really? Yeah. You didn't know that? No, I did not know that. Who was he? Disappointed in you. So when they're doing the prisoner escape on the New Republic ship, yeah. he is the New Republic officer. Oh, okay. Listen, I'm not going to take that from you. You said, didn't you start that off by saying, I don't know if you know? I don't know. So we'll go back and listen to it later. Whatever you said seemed to indicate that you knew there was a possibility that it wasn't widely known. That it, you're probably right. But anyways, the getting the inner monologue is uh, really the most interesting part for me because oh, it, it's a, it's a very fantastic it's a it's a fantastic book, fantastically written. Um, for me, I think the biggest thing was seeing their re relationship dynamic change. Like yeah. obviously, we saw the shift, kind of between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, we knew there was a shift. Um, and we got some of that with Clone Wars, but this was like the very beginning of that shift. Right. So, you know, which was the big deal. 
Well, and they also do the same sort of thing with Anakin and, and Padme's relationship. You get yes. a lot of understanding about how they work. And, you know, not not that I feel like there was a gap here, but you understand what Padme loved about him. You know, mm-hmm. because we see him in Attack of the Clones as the teenager, and then we see him in Revenge of the Sith. And, you know, there's there's a big big change between going from, like, the kid that he was to this really powerful Jedi that honestly could have taken over and done whatever he wanted to do if he didn't get in his own way. So where was that growing up that happened? And and so far it's doing a good job of, of helping, helping me at least understand what did she see in him? Right. But to figure out what that is, you have to read it. Go buy it. I highly, highly, highly recommend going out and buying it and supporting Mike Chen. Mike, if you're listening, we're going to try and get you as many sales as we possibly can. Yep. I, our, our huge fans. I believe the hardcover is still on sale for $15, which is a very, very good deal. Uh, well, yeah, but, the fact that it's the hardcover. Yeah. Like, I never buy hardcover anything because the paperbacks are so much cheaper. Right. So... To see that one on sale, I was like, oh, heck yeah, I am getting that now. So, And we might do a giveaway with it at some point. Mike, again, if you're listening and you want to send us a signed copy for a giveaway, we would be totally okay with that. <laughs> um, other than that, Wade, it's been a pretty normal week. You know, work. Um, we had a snow day today. It, it, it wasn't too snowy, but it was. I think it was because it was the day before February break. They just wanted to give them an extra one, not deal with it, but um, what's going on with you? You know, not a whole lot, um, as a whole. I, uh, Saturday, for any of you guys who may have had the opportunity to tune in, I got to be a guest on the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast live show, uh, which was pretty fun. We talked about Star Wars, obviously. We talked a little bit about Kenobi and, you know, some of these other things out there that we all enjoy and love and so it was, it was a blast, you know, getting to getting to sit down and talk with other Star Wars fans live. Uh, you know, we had a bunch of people join the chat. So that was a lot of fun. And if you guys are listening to us and you're not subscribed to the Scarif Scuttlebutt podcast, go give them a listen. They are very knowledgeable. They're very fun. We had a lot of laughs. I think that was a big thing. I always love to be able to sit down and laugh with other Star Wars fans. So it was definitely a lot of fun. But other than that, man, I mean, it's been work as normal. I've been working through uh, the third book in the X-Wing Rogue Squadron series by Mike Stackpole. Uh, and it's called The Kratos Trap. And I got to tell you, these books are fantastic. Um, and it makes me even more bummed out that we probably aren't going to get a Rogue Squadron movie or TV show, at least not for a while. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, these books are incredible. And not that they were necessarily going to follow these books, um, but I'm sure they would have pulled some reference from them, you know? Well, I can say I've never read those books, but knowing what I know about the series of books and, you know, what the show was rumored to be, the concept alone, like, they could change the story all day, and it was it's a really cool concept, and I think it would have been yeah. interesting. Well, someone, I was reading somewhere that, like, Someone described these books as Star Wars meets Top Gun. Yeah. And 
that's like exactly how I look at these books. I mean, it is so awesome. And the main baddie, her name is Isan Izard, and or Icehard or something like that. It's I don't know exactly how she pronounces it, but she is evil. She is like truly, truly, truly dark and evil, just a horrible person. But this is like probably not the first villain I've officially like really liked, but she's definitely one of my top three favorite villains right now. Nice. So Yeah, it's on my list. Definitely another book series worth checking out, uh, if you guys haven't read them already. But yeah, other than that, you know, I've been working through that. I've got the next one, I think, is the Back to War. So I've got that one in the library on the queue. So once I finish this one, I think tomorrow I'll probably finish it and then start the Back to War. So super excited for that. But let's see, what do we get this week? Didn't we get another episode of Bad Batch? I think we got another episode. Yeah, we did. Yeah. What did you think of it? <laughs> you know, I, I enjoyed it. Um, you know, it was kind of kind of that same old laid back relaxed you know obviously they they had to follow up with what happened in the last episode so this one was called retrieval and for anyone who's keeping up with bad batch the group lost the marauder the marauder excuse me <laughs> they lost the marauder after losing echo um, so kind of two losses in a row and yep. gonky Man, they they lost Gonky. That's such a that's such a heartbreaking moment. They really dug deep for that name, huh? <laughs> they really did. Very creative there. <laughs> so, stuff like that that reminds you that it really is a kid show. Yes. Oh, absolutely. There's no no question about that. Omega 110 percent named that droid. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I don't think the Bad Batch were thinking of a name for a droid. Let I mean, Gonky. Wrecker might have. I, I could yeah. see him coming up with that name, but the person I'm going to assume it was is Omega. I think you're right. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a good episode. Kevin, what did you think about it? Give us a little summary of it. So I thought that this episode was cool. Um, one of the main reasons is that it didn't go how I thought it was going to go. I thought that this was going to we were going to see Sid show up and um, rescue the, the group. So I'm still interested to see how that plays out. I have a feeling it's sure. not going to end well. I think it's. I think it, my prediction there is it's probably going to be what breaks them up finally, and uh, they, they're not going to work with Sid anymore. They're going to realize that it's it's. I think they probably already know that's a pretty one sided situation, but I think that they're going to realize that it really is one sided, and there's there's not much left for them there. Yeah, this was definitely come to terms episode with what's going on yeah. with the relationship with Sid. Yeah, so it starts off uh, pretty much where we left off the, the last episode. They were in that abandoned town and uh, trying to figure out how to get out of there, and they're they're fixing up a speeder. And uh, Omega has the bright idea of tracking Gonky because they they can't track the ship, and uh, ends up working. So while they're making their way over to, to the ship, we see who actually stole the ship. And I was kind of surprised. I, I thought that it was a, I think I had even said last week that it was a pirate, but it wasn't, it was just some kid, um, you know, a, a local to the, the planet there. And he's trying to, 
basically more all the, the, the entire group that he's a part of is trying to make money for i think the guy's name is mako is that right yeah mako um who i thought he was kind of cool you know i you know me i like a, a good bad guy and he was pure evil um but he's just they're trying to make money so that they can earn top seller and that gets them water <laughs> um the, right. the basics maybe some food so uh he's just a kid right he's, he's trying to survive and so they he ends up convincing mako that this is a good thing and that he can sell it the parts make some good money on it still doesn't earn top top earner um but fast fast forward a little bit the bad batch catches up and uh basically they kind of shake this kid down like you're going to take us to our ship. Um, and they threaten him. And it was kind of, I thought it was, it was kind of cool how Omega was the one to like, because she's normally, he, she would be the one that's like, oh, it's just a kid. We need to leave him alone. No, she's pointing her, uh, her weapon at him. Uh, yeah. So eventually they strike a deal and they convince the kid to, to take them there. And, Long story short, he double crosses them because he's still trying to impress Mako. But throughout the process, uh, they were all under the understanding that the Ipsium was degrading and that their, the prices were going down and that Mako had to lower wages to, to keep up. And, right. you know, being the, the generous leader that he is, you know, he was making them think that he was doing the right thing to keep them employed and give them something. Turns out, not true he's raking in the money and you know by lowering wages obviously he's taking more money home and right they figure it out and he, benny the the kid still double crosses the group and um eventually they they catch on even like they i think benny figures out like it doesn't matter I can't support this guy. So he ends up dying. Uh, you know, Benny ends up dying. Not Benny. Mako yeah. ends up dying. Mako. I was yeah. like, Benny yeah, doesn't yeah. die? I didn't no. see this at it. No, but it was around this time when, when we kind of see how the mind's operating. I don't know if you right. caught it, Wade, but there was this split-second scene. It was of two doors, uh, sort of off in the distance, but it looked to me, it made me instantly think of Mustafar. The coloring, the like, just the architecture of the ledge and the doors had to be on purpose. It had to be, and it, it was really cool. It doesn't mean anything. I think it was just a callback, right? A, a little nod to that for for whatever reason. Um. So Mako dies, and ugh, I'm I'm drawing a blank here. They try to, oh, that's right. They try, the, the group tries to convince Benny to, to go with them, but he won't do it. He wants to stay on his home world and, you know, it's his home. So he wants to try to make it better. But there is right. this one moment that sticks out to me because it, it's a trend that we've seen with Omega. She's kind of growing up and figuring out the world. And she has this realization of the Empire isn't the only enemy here. There are other bad guys, you know, and you can't trust people, you know, cause she, 
she does tend to implicitly trust people that people are trying to do the right thing and she's probably right most of the time but um she's operated under this understanding that there's one one enemy and that's the enemy to fight and it results in this kind of cool moment where she's expressing this and it was almost like a bit of a redemption for tech from the the last episode when he was kind of mean to her about her feelings you know she's right. expressing that she's feeling down that there's this much bad in the world but you know tech agrees but he reminds her that yes there are are bad actors out there there's bad people but there's also a lot of people just like us who are are doing the right thing and being a positive in the galaxy so um i really thought that that was cool storytelling and overall i liked this episode it, it wasn't the best episode of the season but that certainly doesn't mean it wasn't worth watching and that it didn't advance right. the story and, and tell a good story i'm still interested to see what's going to happen with sid i'm hoping we get that next week but i have a feeling that uh it's either going to be a fantastic episode that does a lot or it's probably not going to do a ton and we're gonna we're gonna be right back into the filler discussion i think i genuinely think they're gonna address the issue with shit, sid and they're going to actually end up leaving her service. And I think that's when she's going to betray them. I feel like she's going to betray them before that. Mm, I don't. I, I genuinely think she's going to be blindsided by them saying, hey, we're done. You know, we got better things to do with our lives. And then out of spite, she's going to betray them. Interesting. That's what I'm hoping to see. We'll see. Really? I feel like it would be yeah. more entertaining for for her to try to pull a fast one on them and that's when they realize we need to be done here no because i, I want to see the the culmination of the bad batch over the i mean over the whole season we've had this theme of there's more we could be doing sid's a bad person why are we still serving her um so you want them to come to it on their own you think so you i like want them that yeah better? that's exactly what i, I want to see that build up that we've had so far where you know there there's been this constant push to do more and that's the whole reason Echo left, yeah. because he knows there's more to do. And I think they're going to come to that realization on their own that, hey, Sid's not someone to trust. We could be doing this kind of thing on our own if we wanted, but there's more to be done anyway. You know, all that aside, we should be doing more with our ability. And with the so, drama. I, I get it. I think. I mean, I'm going to be excited for however it unfolds, but I, I genuinely think that's the route it's going to go. At least that's what I'm hoping to see from these guys. So I've got a question for you. Yeah. Where do you think they're going with Omega, right? Because it's, it's obvious that the theme is she's growing up and figuring stuff out, but like, that's cool and I'll see the process, but that happens to everybody. So what do you think it's going to end up meaning for her? You know, question. I don't know either. Uh, I don't really have a prediction. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she, for as long as the Senate is running, she might become a, a clone advocate. I could see her going that route. Um, but I think realistically, she's going to end up with some kind of band of rebels or uh, rescuers who their whole mission is to, to go out and try and make the world a better place. Whether I think it's with the guys or with someone else, another crew, I don't know. 
she kind of would have to be i don't think that she would be able to do something like be involved with the senate because they'd figure out who she is maybe they probably want to kill her remember like she was the only one who actually stepped foot in the senate building well it would have to be a high level person like maybe palpatine he'd be he'd put it together yeah i'm sure he would he you know he's brilliant unfortunately but you know it would take a little while yeah You know, maybe she becomes the secretary assistant for Senator Chuchi. <laughs> yeah, I. Maybe she I mean, I like this job. I like Chuchi, but I'd be okay with never having to hear her say that name again. <laughs> you don't like Chuchi? No, I don't like. I feel weird saying that name. Chuch. Yeah. Chuchi. <laughs> yeah, Jersey Shore. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, it was a good episode. Uh, you know, I felt very much like we were watching part of Solo for a little while. Ah, interesting. Because, um, you know, you've got the the main crime boss using a bunch of kids and his power over them because they're helpless and they don't know what to do. So he's using them for profit, and whether that means he's using them to mine or to steal, it's kind of like what we saw essentially Han and Kira doing in Solo. Yeah. Um, the difference is Han went on the run with Kira and got out, and Benny ended up having his boss die. So, you know, a little bit different, but, you know, it's just that kind of Corellia feel to me. Um, so I thought that was really good. You know, I liked it. I'm excited to see where they're going to go from here. But more importantly, next week, we have Mando Season 3. Ah, I am so excited, Wade. It's going to be such a good season. But it kind of feels like... I forget that we're only getting one episode. That's disappointing thought. Yeah, it's only one episode. I thought we were getting more than that. Uh, I don't believe so. I'm pretty sure I just saw it a few minutes ago that it was... They were only doing one episode each week. Oh, dang. Yeah, like okay. I had seen the runtime for it, but I hadn't seen that they were only doing one episode for the premiere. Yeah, and I'm looking at the Star Wars Facebook account, blue check mark, everything. One episode oh. each week, eight episodes. What's the runtime? Um, thirty-five minutes, I think it was thirty-five minutes, thirteen seconds, something like that. What's that? Five minutes than we normally get. Yeah, five minutes more than we normally get. Yeah, something like that. I'll take it. I kind of, yeah, but that I, mean, I am kind of disappointed though. We wait two years for something, and we get eight half-hour episodes. Well, we didn't really wait two years. I mean, we got Book of Boba Fett, which was Mando season two point five for two episodes. Yeah, but I mean, I'm not. That's not enough to get the fill. I'll I'll be okay. We're also getting Bad Batch, so for like yeah. four what is it four or five weeks something like that. We're gonna our episodes are basically gonna be like. Here's what happened on Bad Batch. Here's what happened on Mando. Okay, bye guys. You know what I really need to hear to make me what? not disappointed? That it's not going to be as long of a gap for season uh, for season four. Well, you know Favreau's already finished writing it, right? I did hear that, and I'm really hopeful that that does I heard they were going to start production in October of this year. Yeah. So I, I think we might get it uh, sooner than we... But, I, you know, I'm not... 
to be honest with you, I'm okay if they put it off because we've got so many other things coming out that I'm excited for. So I'm not going to be upset. You know, I'm I'm just happy that we're getting more, as long as it's quality. Me too. I I agree, but it's just Mando is the event right now. Like it's the best right. thing that Disney's putting out. So like these other things are cool, and I'm excited for. I'm always excited for more Star Wars. Like don't get me wrong, there are several projects that I'm super excited about. Ahsoka is probably the one that I'm most excited about, but it's kind of like their flagship, right? Like, I just, I don't want to wait as long for a new season. Sure. Yeah, that, I mean, I get that. I, I totally understand that. What do you think you're most excited for in the new season three? Uh, probably seeing in detail and in depth live action Mandalore. Yeah, Whatever that looks to, like. Dude, I was about to say the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be really cool, you know, because I remember... In, in the cartoons that we watched, or the, not the cartoons, the animated shows, um, all the architecture, it looked awesome. And for as right. good as the animation is in all of these shows, and it gets better, right? Like, how many times have we heard compliments about the animation in The Bad Batch? I mean, I swear I turned it on this, this week, um, and the first shot looked live action to me. Um, really? Yeah, to me it did. I mean, I, maybe I'm, I, I don't claim to have the best vision, but it looked, it looked fantastic. <laughs> you need um, to get your glasses checked, Kevin. Well, that's the, I, wait, I feel like no matter how many times I get a new prescription, it's never spot on. <laughs> hey, I know someone who could help you. Who? My wife. She works in eye care. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. For some yeah, reason, so... I thought she worked at a dentist's office. No. <laughs> no, she... Penny uh, works in in an eye in vision care, so oh. she uh, she's been doing that for like three or four years now, I think, something like that. Well, I'll have to hit you up about that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Come on down to North Carolina. I'll hook you up with some uh, free glasses. <laughs> but anyways, as cool as it looked in animation, I can't wait to see what all of it looks like in live action. Granted, I do realize that it's probably not going to be a one-to-one because everything got destroyed, but maybe we'll see some stuff. Oh, I think we're going to get definitely, at least, if not live in the moment, I think we'll get some flashbacks because, you know, we know how much Filoni and Favreau love to do flashbacks. We've been getting them in so many of the different live-action shows. Well, we already know we're getting flashbacks this season with Grogu. That's true. That's Well, we, we assume it's with Grogu. It's not confirmed until the episode drops. It is not confirmed that it's a Grogu. It's true. It's true. I did notice in the trailer there was a lot of recycled shots. Yep. Uh-huh. But there was one new one. It was the one when they were cutting down the, the door. Yeah, the door. Yeah. you got to assume that that's Grogu. I mean, probably. I'm not saying you're not right. I'm just saying you might be wrong. Yeah. So, speaking of predictions... We are going to play a fun game with all of our listeners, and we're calling it Mando Bingo. Pretty original. Nothing nothing too crazy. <laughs> better than uh, Gonky. Yeah, better than better name than Gonky, yeah. that's right. Mandy Bingo. No, we're definitely not doing that. We're doing Mando Bingo. So how it's going to work is we're going to ask you guys to fill out a bingo card with at least, you have to come up with five different predictions or more uh, for Mando Season 3. 
and you're going to fill in each space with a different prediction until all the spaces are filled out with the center space obviously being free space we're going to give you guys one to start with but then as we go through the season three of mandalorian we're going to play bingo uh, so essentially the rules behind this is the bingo sheet must be five by five squares um, so five across five down center square is free space you can't have the same answer twice in a row or column or diagonally so if you get a bingo you can't have the same answer twice in that bingo it has to be uh, five different answers in order to get a bingo now you can come up with as many predictions as you want you have to come up with at least a minimum of five um, and predictions can't be something simple and easy like oh we're gonna see mandalorians use blaster rifles because yeah obviously we're gonna see some mandos using blasters you know it has to be something more like we're gonna see grogu in an official jedi robe attire which we haven't seen so far so you know something to that extent um, it can't be something that we've seen specifically in the previews or any of the posters um, so it can't be like we're gonna get a Jedi Temple flashback scene but you could say oh we're gonna see Obi-Wan Kenobi in the temple you know and how how accurate or likely your prediction is is totally up to you you can go hog wild with it or you can try and narrow it in and try and get some specific predictions in so uh, let's see what are some of the other rules we're doing um, I think you got them. Was that pretty much it? Yeah, I mean, bingo is pretty bingo, much right? it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty simple. So we're going to require you guys to fill out this bingo card and turn it in by Tuesday, February 28th, uh, by 11 p.m. Eastern Time. So that gives you about a week to sit down and think about. And some of us, you know, we've already got kind of our idea of different predictions or ideas that we might think we're what we're gonna see so just write them down write them down on a square and then once you've got your bingo sheet filled out you can send it to us with your name on it you can email us at records of the republic at gmail.com and if you don't have a bingo sheet you can google bingo sheet template and print one off or we can email you one we've got one and Kevin and I have both been working on filling ours out and we will be posting ours uh, next Wednesday for you guys to see so pretty pretty stoked about that so we are going to have prizes with this as well so in order to win you have to get five in a row um, they all have to be different answers and the first person to get five in a row throughout the season will win a prize if we have less than 20 people play we will probably do like one maybe two prizes and if we have more than 20 people play we're definitely going to be having multiple prizes so share it with your friends um retweet it uh share it on all your social media platforms i think it's going to be fun it's going to be just a, a fun way to come up with some ideas and uh, let us know what you're thinking i'm excited to read what some of your predictions are for mando season three um so wait missing it yes I think the prizes are cool for 
our listeners, but what do you say we put a little bit of English on this and put our money where our mouth is? Want to make a bet? Okay. Okay. What do you think? So I think that what we should do is if you win, I will purchase a, not a joke. I will buy you something that I know you will like as a surprise. Uh, as your trophy, and then if I win, you do the same for me. All right, you're on, Kevin. Let's do it. I think uh, I think that's not going to be a problem. Make a little tradition out of it too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I uh, I'm just looking forward to seeing whatever you're going to give me. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send yeah, you an so autograph is... picture of me. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you have to at least be wearing like. A slave Leia outfit or something for me if you're gonna do that. I, I can picture it now to my biggest fan, <laughs> Wade. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, guys, it's gonna be fun. We're gonna we're just gonna have a, a laid back, relaxed time, kind of trying to predict what's gonna happen in Mando, um, and all of the prizes will be Mandalorian themed. Um, there will be different prizes. It's not gonna be. One shoe, one size shoe fits all. You know, it's it's not that sort of situation. We're definitely going to do different prizes for each. And I'll say this: if someone ends up getting a blackout with all different answers, so I'm going to put out a special challenge. If you can fill out every single square with a unique answer, so none of your answers are duplicated, and you get a blackout. I am probably going to have to get you a custom lightsaber. <laughs> so, I'm going to throw that one out there. I did not get that one approved by the wife ahead of time, but I think it's a safe enough bet that no one's going to be able to come up with something. <laughs> but I would love be to be careful, Wade. Yeah, watch John Favreau like turn in a, <laughs> yeah, exactly. a bingo sheet. Be like, I got you. <laughs> Listen, no, I but, can't uh, bail so, you out of that one. <laughs> I'll, I'll put out that challenge. If any of you can come up with a 100% unique bingo sheet, and like I said, this can't be stupid answers like Mandalorians are going to use blaster rifles, or, I mean, it's got to be like specific predictions that we haven't seen up to this point. Uh, but if you guys can do that, I uh, I will be very excited to see what uh, what you guys come up with. But if someone gets a blackout with all unique answers... I mean, that's what, 24 different answers, predictions that they have to get right? Yeah, I mean, if if somebody can do that, I would suggest they also take up the lottery. Yeah, <laughs> at that point. But uh, yeah, so I'll, I'll put that out there. I'll get you a custom lightsaber if you get 24 unique predictions correctly. So we'll see if any of you, but for the rest of us regular folks out here, uh, we'll have some other prizes and some fun stuff. And uh, what we'll do is, as we go through the season, we'll see who gets bingo first. And then once they get a bingo, they're getting a prize. And then the second person to get a bingo will get a prize, and so on and so forth. If by the end of the season no one has gotten a bingo, then we're just going to go with whoever had the most predictions correct. And I think that's that's a fair way to do it, don't you think? Agreed. So... You know, I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be uh, just a fun way to engage you guys and kind of get some feedback from you. So yeah, just hit us up if you need the bingo template. 
like I said, Kevin and I already have ours pretty much filled out, or at least I know I have mine completely filled out. But uh, hit us up on Twitter, on uh, Google, via email. You can reach out to us, and uh, we'll get you we'll get you a copy if you're not able to access one online. So, Kevin, do you have anything else you want to add for today's episode? You know, I should have written it down. Oh, yes, I do. I wanted to talk. So I couldn't participate with you on last Saturday on the, the Scare Spellbook podcast. I was very right. sad about that. Um, but I was, you guys got to go check it out. It was really, it was a really interesting episode and I had, I had a good time listening to it. And there was one question that he asked you that I really wish I had been there to answer. So I want to take the opportunity to do that. Um, and the question he had asked was, you know, we're, we're new to this and neither of us has experienced doing anything like this in the past. And he wanted to know if it had changed anything do you remember that yeah yeah like how we how we view star wars yeah from just being fans to now being quote-unquote content creators and your answer was pretty much no not really you're doing the same stuff that you've always done um and my answer is different than that you know we we share a love of Star Wars, but we have always treated it different, right? Like, right. I have never been into the books. I mean, I've read a bunch of comics, you know, over the years, and I and I like those. You know, you go to the movies and you take notes and, and that stuff, and I just have never done anything like that. Um, and I don't really plan to change it too much, right? Like, one of the things that was mentioned was um, the sort of almost obligation to um, critique the the movies and shows and everything like that. And I've always kind of tried to do that. So that like that, that won't ever change. But the one thing for me, I'm, I'm into all this to have fun. Right. So the, my mentality with anything, but especially stuff, you know, like star Wars or any of my hobbies is once it stops being fun, I'm out. Uh, Right. But I will say it has changed things a little bit. Like, you know, I picked up the book and I'm really enjoying that and I plan to read some more and I was talking to you the other day and I'll have to start taking notes on things and, you know, one viewing for fun, right? Because, you know, just enjoy it just like you, just like mm-hmm. you do. And then another, another viewing for, let me, let me notice everything that I can notice. So, so right. far, I think that doing this has increased my appreciation and, um, I don't know what the right word is, but I guess taking in of Star Wars content, which is fantastic. Like that's oh, absolutely. It's something that I've always loved that I'm getting more of. So uh, I think that for me, my mentality around it has changed, but but for the better, you know, because I'm I'm having fun. Right. Well, I think now that I'm getting you to read books, we're gonna have to do book reviews. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it for sure. But I will say it kind of depends on the speed I can read these books too. Like, I'm fifty no, okay. pages. We do them just we just do them as special occasion one-offs. Well, I'm fifty pages in in on this book in the last twenty four hours. But I'm telling you, if I had it my way, I'd be like done. <laughs> yeah, I would I would I do audio books. Yeah, but the problem I have with audio books is, um, I won't. I'll miss stuff. You know, like somebody will ask me a question or. Like if I listen to it during my workday, like I do music or, or some podcasts, 
I, I'll just miss stuff and I won't retain any of it. So I just prefer reading too. Like it, it's very relaxing for me. It's a nice yeah, way to unwind. Good. Sure, I get that. But for sure, I mean, I have I have this Brotherhood book that I that I'm reading. I have uh, the old uh, what's the guy's name, John. It's the old Kenobi book, the Legends one. It, John something. John um, Jackson Miller. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's him. I have that book, and I read probably about half of it. I've never finished it, um, but I think I want to go back and and read it again and just see if I like it more than I like the Kenobi series because that was another thing you guys talked about that I would have loved to weigh in on. Um, yeah, I pretty much agreed with you guys, though. I mean, I, I I've rewatched that series a couple times, and there are moments where like. I'm in tears, and I love it. It's the best thing that I've seen since Revenge of the Sith. And then there are moments where I'm like, that was not necessary. Like, I like <laughs> I like the, the Riva character. I thought she was cool. I like the actor, but I don't really see her place in this story. I think it was forced. Right. Um, yeah, they should have just given her that. her own show. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's that's what I'll... I think that's what I'd like to close on, is that I'm really excited about Star Wars and there's so much content that I want to take in that I think we'll have plenty to talk about for the foreseeable future. Absolutely. Yeah, this is going to keep us busy for a long, long, long time. Yeah. Hopefully. You know, what about you, Wade? Around long enough. No, I don't really have anything left to say. I've said all my words for the week. This Good. is it. Probably Good, I'm tired of your voice. Online. Until next week. Yeah, so are all of our listeners. <laughs> no, but uh, you know, we got a lot of fun stuff coming out. I'm I'm super stoked. Like I'm I'm almost done with Book of Boba Fett again. So I I just uh, super excited to be finished with that for like the fourth or fifth time now, uh, which is a lot of times. Looking back on it, <laughs> considering it came out like a year ago, like yeah, that's yeah, a lot but of it times was good. It in one year. I mean, it was good. It was a good I, show. I have, no qualms about that. Like it, I, I really enjoyed Book of Boba Fett, but just looking back, I, I realized like tonight my wife and I started watching The Last of Us because you know, Pedro, yeah. Pedro's like officially the the nerd daddy, you know. Um, so we started like that. watching that. <laughs> well, I'm going to keep using that because he seems right. to seems to have a thing for taking in strays and helping them. <laughs> So, anyway, uh, we started watching that last night, or tonight, I should say. She started it last night and then restarted it today for me. But uh, she was like, you know, you, you'll probably like this. And I was like, yeah, but it's not Star Wars. You know, there are no blasters or lightsabers. And she was like, just watch it. So I sat down, and of course I did. But it made me realize, like, I wonder how many other shows are out there that I would like that aren't Star Wars. And then how many of them do I skip over because I'm coming home and watching Star Wars? You know? Are you not a Stranger Things fan? No, I am. I mean, we do watch Stranger Things from time okay. to time. Um, you know, when they're out. She got me into that. I, yeah, I stopped it's a great after, show. Like, I stopped, like, partway through Season 2 back when Season 3 was fully out. And I just, I never got back into it. Um, but she got me back in, so I'm caught up to date on all Stranger Things stuff. So. There's a whole yeah. world out there, Wade. There is, but I think I'm going to stay in the Star Wars universe for the most part. I'll branch out every once in a while. Well, I've got some suggestions for you if you ever want them. I will let you know if I do. That's a no. <laughs> That's a no. 
<laughs> All right, guys. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed coming and joining and listening to us talk about Star Wars for the last hour. It's been fun. We uh we always enjoy this, of course. So we hope you guys choose to participate in the Mando Bingo game. Let us know what you think about the idea. And if you want to see us do more contests, giveaways, stuff like this. I'm sure you want more giveaways. Everyone wants more giveaways. I tell I, I, I can't tell you how many more or how many other giveaways in the last week that I've seen. And it's like, yeah, I know I create podcast stuff, but also I'm a fan. So free stuff is free stuff. <laughs> so That's right. You know, Star Wars is Star Wars, man. If I get free stuff, I'm not gonna complain. So, if you like free stuff, watch some other shows and join giveaways for those shows. No, nah, I'm okay. I, I don't care about other shows that much. Then you don't care about free stuff either. <laughs> I guess that's fair. All right, y'all. You have a wonderful week and weekend, and we look forward to seeing you guys next week. And as always, may the Force be with you. Bye, everybody. <laughs>